What is a DJ? I think it's a really strange question to be answering in 2023, but it does seem like the conversation is getting muddier and muddier as the years go on. And it is all pertains to a few viral videos that have been going around at the moment. So let's look at them first, shall we? What the fuck do DJs actually do? Because I don't think they're remixing the song on the spot. I think they make it ahead of time. So what dials are they pressing? What are the buttons doing? Is it a volume dial? Is it even connected to anything? Madeleine Argy, very funny uh, and has probably 30 million views or something like that. And there's 30,000 comments on that post and started a conversation because people were wondering, is she joking? Is she not? But actually, I kind of, I agree. Like, what do they actually do? And I think because of how DJ culture has evolved and changed over the years, I do feel like that confusion is not helped by this next clip. Check this one out. Pre-recorded set. Yeah, all the time. Most of the time. I, does that make you mad? I mean, do I go to jail for that? Like, what? sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. FBI, open up. What? How dare you play a pre-recorded set due to a strict timeline? Most major festivals, you have to play a pre-recorded set. Like EDC, I would be surprised if somebody actually played a set that wasn't pre-recorded, to be honest. Because there's such a big deal to the artist and the, and the production schedule and the timeline and all that stuff. You know you know what a dead giveaway to a pre-recorded set is? The visuals. Believe it or not. It is so immaculately timed that everything is lining up. That means it's on a playback system. What do they do up there? Twiddle, filter knobs, and clap. Yes, absolutely. That's all you can do. Actually, you know, you know what fun thing I kind of do take a little bit of pride in? I only play my own music. Like for a Deadmau5 show, like every every track that I've ever played in the, like maybe the last like 100 sets of mine have been productions of my own. So that, of course, was the very, very famous EDM DJ Deadmau5. So Madeline Argy is a influencer and entertainer on TikTok, if you will. Deadmau5 has been around for 10, 15 years and is talking and not helping the cause of the fact of him saying, yeah, most DJs, especially at the festival he's playing at, don't even perform their stuff. And really is makes it really confusing as to what a DJ is. By the way, hey, it's Derek G. This is Derek G Speaks Volumes. I talk about music and culture and overanalyze things that are going on in the music world at the moment. But let's tackle, why is there so much confusion around it? I think that there's four main things. The first one is there's a lot of mysticism around these dials and faders and effects and buttons. And you can see a DJ dancing and standing on tables and doing a whole lot and not really getting a sense of like, what is the technical ability? They're not strumming the guitar and they're playing songs that are already recorded. So this kind of gets quite confusing as to what technically they're able to pull off. And yeah, I already kind of mentioned my second point, which is when you go to festivals and you see them basically standing and dancing, throwing cake at people for the entire set, you go, you kind of wonder, well, what is a DJ? What are they doing? Are they just there to kind of hype me up as they play a pre-recorded MP3? The third point I want to make is that everyone seems to be a DJ. You look at people's Instagram bios, they're a DJ. When I used to live in London, my physio was a DJ. My accountant was a DJ. Everyone had a USB in their back pocket to say like, look, I can DJ. And if you need one in an emergency, <laughs> then I can DJ. I'm being serious about that. There are, there's so many people that they had the USB on them at all times because you never know when you need to break glass 
in a state of DJ emergency. And obviously that means that being a DJ is kind of diluted. As long as you can blend two tracks together or not even have a collection of songs and press play, you are a DJ. And I've been kind of walking back the idea for myself of me calling myself a DJ because it is really confusing and almost feels really common and not specialized in any way. And I think fourthly, DJing is really gatekept and people want to make it feel like it is really mystical and something specialized to a specific amount of people when it's really not. So what are my qualifications to talk about this? Well, I'm a radio DJ. I do DJ, but not in a club setting, in more of a tastemaker setting. I have been a DJ on NTS Radio. I worked at Mixcloud, which hosts and works with thousands of DJs. I've also worked with and four international DJs and headliners and friends with many of them. And you know me, I'm also a music commentator. So I am qualified to an extent. I may not be a headline DJ, but you know, this is as good as we're going to get today. But before we get into what I think the definitions of a DJ are and why it is complicated in 2023, let's go back to the history of DJing. DJing stands for being a disc jockey and came around, I think it was in the 40s, where you had a person for radio that was selecting songs and operating in order to play that music. Now, that started to evolve in the 60s where mixes started to come about where you could actually mix between the two songs, crossfade between two songs so that you have a more seamless transition from just taking one record on and off. You can have two record players and mix between the two. And that evolved, as we know, to having break DJs. You have who are cutting up breaks. You have turntablism. You have Chicago House where DJs started to evolve to not only use this as a tool to crossfade between songs and broadcasts on the radio and be a disc jockey to being someone that is setting a mood and a tone and entertaining people on the dance floor or in a hip hop scenario as a turntablist. And for those who don't understand what a DJ does, quite specifically on a very brief dummy's guide to DJing, what they are doing is they are presenting a long form experience of music to a group of people. So you might see people in a cafe or in a restaurant or in a hotel. They are DJs. They are selecting songs. They're mixing together, usually kind of background music house. Now, what they are actually doing with all the dials, if they are a DJ that is trying to make seamless blends so it doesn't feel jarring that there's like start, stop, start, stop, and it's not just cross-fading between the two, literally fading between the two tracks. What they are doing is using the different equalizers, so the low, mids, and highs, to turn those down on one track in order to bring it in subtly and slowly while bringing up the volume. They might bring in some effects as well. Whilst matching the beat with the track that is currently playing with the track that's currently coming in. So they are checking the BPM, they're listening whether on turntables or what they call CDJs, which you operate with MP3s or with CDs, which no one really does anymore. And what you do is you match those BPMs and you queue it up and you press play at the right time so those songs are in sync. And then you bring one on top of the other and then take the other one out in a seamless manner that people can enjoy music and at its most seamless, it's just a really seamless mix. At its most exciting, someone, a DJ is mixing it, a really exciting song that people didn't expect to come through. And it might go from, say, Fortet and Fred again, for example, where it might go from a kind of more vibey, a deep house Fred again track to Fortet mixing in 
smells like teen spirit and making everyone go crazy because it's more of a spectacle. The beauty, the craft and the talent behind really, really high end DJs is to be able to read the room and give people an experience where if they're playing for one, two, three, five hours, it is not just a single BPM and it's not a single genre and you're just kind of doof, doof, doof. That is kind of the assumption for a lot of DJs. What they're actually doing is doing a buildup, building tension, getting people into a groove, sending a release, re reaching this climax that can be quite euphoric before bringing people down. So that's why when you listen to a great DJ set that you have those moments where you're kind of just in the zone and you're kind of chugging along and then they might build to these moments where they're building in themes or a story where they might bring in a certain style of drums until you're anticipating this big release at a certain point and when it all pops off it kind of feels almost spiritual or transcendental and I do think obviously that is aided by sometimes some stimulants or some drugs in some instances but that feeling and that skill of being able to tell a story through music is really beautiful. But let's talk about this confusion about what is a DJ. I think that DJing has really changed because of technology and a few other things. Technology has made DJing very, very accessible and it's redefined DJing outside of the club. So for example, it was quite expensive to have turntables and a mixer because not only do you need that to practice on, you need it in the club and you also need records to play on these turntables but now with the advent of dj controllers that you can pick up for 200 dollars from the likes of pioneer and denon you can have a collection of mp3s which are a lot cheaper a lot easier to move around on a usb stick and you can even in some instances which i do for my radio show stream via title so that you don't even need to buy the mp3s and also, because these controllers are so accessible and so cheap, people can learn and people can look at their computers and they can very easily sync up the BPMs because it's, it's you're just matching numbers. You're not using your ear. You can look at 90 BPM and then you can move your little pitch fader up to 90 BPM on the other one. And then you're done without even having to listen to it, as well as the advent of the sync button, the much, much controversial sync button, which literally means you press sync and you press play and your app that controls the music or your MP3s syncs up the music for you. So making DJing even easier than it ever has before. So the mysticism of vinyl turntablism is completely removed when you, you don't even have to buy your tracks and you don't even need to mix. Secondly, I think EDM changed DJing a lot because before you might have had DJs kind of in a booth in the corner mixing music for people to dance to and enjoy with their friends to being a huge huge spectacle where in an extremes you have pyrotechnics you have smoke and flames and fireworks you have Steve Aoki throwing cakes you have these duos that are standing on tables and are really getting people excited and they're more of a conductor of the audience they are more of a showman and people are there less for their technical ability and people aren't there to necessarily hear those spiritual climactic mixes, but more about seeing or witnessing their favorite producer DJs play their favorite songs in this spectacle that is quite overwhelming and quite over the top. The third is YouTube. I think YouTube has changed DJing a lot because boiler room, 
Hua Berlin, you have My Analog Journal, you have so many different outlets for DJs to express themselves. And that means that a lot of our consumption of the club and of music, which I'll get to later, is online. So people DJing on some turntables or a controller and entertaining millions of people means that they're not, it's kind of a visual form of radio as much as boiler rooms are DJ sets and they do attract people into a club and into a room to dance to. I've never been physically to a boiler room, but I've enjoyed thousands of hours of DJ sets, but the DJ is removed from the club for me. And so muddies again, the waters of what a DJ does. Are they just a disc jockey that's being recorded for the internet? So I've had a little think about this, about what a DJ is and what it is defined as in 2023. And I think I've defined it in a few different steps because I think that there are different types of DJs that haven't been discussed many places. So let's go over my list. The number one and most common form of DJing is the working class DJ. So that is the background music DJ. It is the person that earns probably the most of the money in the economy. There are tens maybe even hundreds of thousands of them that are playing in your local restaurant, in your local bar, in your local hotel. And essentially what they're doing is DJing background music, setting a vibe. They're helping to sell drinks. They are helping to curate the night, but essentially they're not making huge amounts of money. They're not famous, but it might be a little collective thing. It might be a little scene thing where you have a list of DJs that are earning $200, $500 a night to play for two, three hours. And there is a lot of skill involved in that, but these people are not by any means what people aspire to be these days. They are more of an operator. It, it is very much skilled labor and it is a service for the proprietor who is hiring you in order to attract and set a vibe, in order to attract customers to their location. And there is no harm in being that DJ. I think it takes a lot of skill, a lot of patience, and a lot of back catalog in order to read the vibe and the room. And I, technically I have been that quite a bit. So when I DJed at Spiritland, I was playing for five hours, playing anything from spiritual jazz to soul. It definitely wasn't music that people were dancing to. And I think while Spiritland is more of a tastemaker venue, I'm still a working class DJ there to help the venue set a mood, a tone, an aesthetic and help sell food and drink. The next DJ that I want to define that I don't think has been discussed much is the desktop DJ or the radio DJ, which has come about with the advent of the internet and what that server hosting can enable. So places like SoundCloud, places like MixCloud and radio shows that you can access online and DJ mixes you can access online. Things like Beats in Space, Boiler Room, Resonant Advisor Mixes, Essential Mixes, NTS. I have been a fan of all of those formats that I just mentioned. And so my favorite DJs, my all-time favorite DJs that I love to listen to, I've seen none of them in real life, but I admire them as DJs and the mixes they've put together. But these DJ mixes are more for me to listen at my desktop as I'm working. And the DJ is providing a long form of streaming entertainment that didn't exist 20 years ago. I guess the closest thing to it was a radio DJ, which you listen to in 2 a.m. on BBC Radio 1. They might do a DJ mix or something like that. Now I can go online and listen to and watch 
a boiler room set and be really into it and go for a run and be really into it. But they're essentially the whole purpose of Beats in Space, the whole purpose of Boiler Room isn't the audience in the room that they're recording in front of. It is the propagation of club culture, of DJs on the internet that helps build their brand, helps entertain me and helps me as I work at my desk. The third DJ, which I would say is the most niche, is the turntablist. And that comes from a history of breaks, comes from a history of hip hop and scratching and they still have DJ competitions. But I think turntablism is another reason why people are confused what a DJ is, because I think a lot of people associate DJing with scratching. You put a turntable in front of someone with a record on it, they want to go wiki, 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 <laughs> because that's what they've seen people do. So I think that the expectation for a lot of lay people that don't know much about DJing think, well, when are you going to scratch? Which is born out of hip hop which is born out of new metal, which is born out of DJs being that kind of accompaniment scratching in the 2000s. The next type of DJ I think is the DJ that most people wanna be, which is the club spectacle. So different from the desktop DJ, which is like made for me to listen to at my desk, people want to be the person in the middle of the room as a DJ. Now where DJ culture has changed is that DJ culture, the, the DJ used to be in the corner in a booth and as a serve, acting as a service for the dancers. Now, because of the boiler room, boiler roomification of DJing, it means that people want to be kind of idolized in the center of the room where everyone has their cameras pointing at the DJ, capturing that moment. And the DJ is kind of there as a bit of a rock star. So think of those viral videos on TikTok where people are talking about all oh, these phones are out for Peggy Goo. That is where. DJing has formed more of a spectacle on the internet where you see these cut downs of when people do crazy edits and blends and they curate some insane mixes where, like I said, Fred again into Smells Like Teen Spirit, that becomes a viral moment that people can clip up. And I think that DJing is moving to a place where people want viral moments with viral blends and viral edits that make them look cool, make them look like an internet tastemaker that is doing something viral and wasn't something that was as much of a desire for DJs because you might do that in the room for a club and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's playing Sun Ra or Pharaoh Sanders as his last song. I, I'm being taken somewhere. That might've been experienced in the room. But now it's like, how many times could I like mix in a surprising... Pink Panther S at the right moment and people are filming it and then that goes viral and that's a form of promotion and makes me look cool. This club spectacle DJ is a very, very, very new type of DJ. The next type of DJ is the EDM spectacle, which is a producer. Most, if not all EDM DJs produce their own music and the whole appeal is that they are playing and performing their own songs, which is where it gets interesting because I might've talked earlier about people like Dead Mouse or Steve Aoki performing pre-recorded sets. But like Dead Mouse said, for the large majority of his time, he's performing music that he's produced. So in many ways, it's like, let's enjoy the highly produced music that isn't going to be performed with live instruments. Let's enjoy them together. I will play them for you, but I will be here to hype you up as we listen to it in a sense. So whilst we can throw shade and say, why can't you mix your own sets? Which I do arguably, I argue, think you should. 
they are playing their own music. Whereas the club spectacle DJs, the working class DJs, they're not playing their own music. They're not there for that. They're more disc jockeys. They're more curators. They're more putting people onto sounds they just discovered. Whereas in the EDM space, they pride themselves on being a producer. They pride themselves on making their own music and having huge, huge singles. David Guetta is a DJ, but he's a producer. And to take that aside for a second, do I feel like they should perform live? I think they should. I think they should be DJing because otherwise you're just kind of performing. Well, what are you really doing? You're just performing a backing track and there is technology and maybe that Dead Mouse video was a few years old. There is technology in order to sync up what you're playing with time code to the visuals behind. But without doing something manually with those dials, then you you are literally just there to kind of like dance to yourself with the audience to say, how great is my music? But to digress a little, little, little bit, because DJing, because it's so digital and because you can match the BPMs with your eyes and essentially you don't need to mix with headphones on, maybe the EDM DJs are like, well, it's so easy to do and it's so simple and I'm not really adding anything extra because all I'd be doing is matching the number over here and matching the number over there, pressing play and it blends together what's the difference? I may as well have it all planned out, have amazing pyrotechnics and give people a great time. And I can be so locked in and engaged with them as opposed to mixing on the mixer, which goes against my logic, to be honest. Bringing you the ad break for this week, the Turntable Lab. Turntable Lab. It's not the Turntable Lab. Turntable Lab is gracious enough to be the sponsor of this wee little podcast here. So let me tell you a bit about it. It is the one-stop shop for everything you need. If you are a beginner or hi-fi enthusiast, what do they have? Headphones, turntables, speakers, accessories, cartridges, whatever you want to call it, stylus needles. They've got it all there. And, you know, I like to just cruise around there for fun sometimes just to see what I might buy next. You can also check out The Lab, which is their online record store, which houses over 100,000 records. And they have something called the Four or More Deal, which you probably are very familiar with by now, which buy four records, take 10% off, cover shipping, cover whatever you want. Good deal. Bulk buy. You know how it is. You can also go to turntablelab.com forward slash Derek for my selections in my little store my little recommendations of what I think you might like. Check them out, turntablelab.com. Thank you for sponsoring the pod. Thank you for listening back to the episode. The last type of DJ that I want to talk about is the evolving style of DJing, which is in multiple factors. So for example, Kenny Beats, the producer, the hip hop producer is now getting to becoming a headline DJ playing trap hip hop. But what I find intriguing about him is that hip hop DJ sets generally haven't been mainstream because it's not dance music. It's not club music. But what Kenny Beats is doing is playing Saweetie, is playing Kanye West, is playing Playboy Cardi, the big, big hits by each of these artists. And it becomes almost like this crowd sing-along karaoke thing where people are just singing from the top of their lungs, where it's less of a trance-like dance music state where you're just trying to get into a groove like techno or anything like that but you're waiting for kenny beats to drop a race rumor track that everyone's losing their mind kodak black 
Cardi B and everyone's kind of reliving these moments that they didn't get to in a collective space. Maybe that is the product of COVID. Maybe we just want to collectively enjoy listening to music together, but it's a different type of mass, mass, mass DJ where Kenny Beats might play to 10,000 people and be DJing Kanye West into Frank Ocean and hasn't really been done on a large scale until recently. Then you have the evolution of that desktop DJ, like I was saying, with outlets like my analog journal you have book club radio which i believe is a new york or brooklyn based youtube channel which is basically recording dj sets at house parties and warehouse parties and putting them online they're doing really popular and again you're seeing people at a party and it's a kind of cool vibe but now there are independent people doing this desktop DJ thing where they are literally DJs in the room, but it's providing this online content for people to enjoy. My analog journal as well fills a niche. You might see those Japanese or Korean DJ sets that are people playing all vinyl. And that is very much lean back DJing where you're not known to be someone that is uh, bringing you up and bringing you down, but curating nice background music to you for you to work to and then you've got djs like chris luna who has a really small cheap controller and it's about the visuals in the background he's a youtuber he had one recently that i looked up called the golf cart mix where he is in a golf cart and he's mixing and it's kind of just funny and he's playing nice house music for people and again is he a dj that can sell tickets yes does he have more eyeballs on him as a DJ playing on a beachside, on a balcony, on a <laughs> in a golf cart and attracting a lot of attention? Yes. So here's my conclusion. What is a DJ? I think my summary is a DJ that can satisfy the needs of a listener. And that doesn't matter where they are. So when people say, what is a DJ and what do they do? It depends on the setting and it depends what you want. So you have DJs and producers that perform their singles and hype people up to a big crowd. You have DJs that are entertaining you as you work. You have DJs that are making viral moments that they want to be shared online. You have DJs that are not touching anything. You have DJs that are behind the booth touching everything, mixing everything, and somewhat for that skill being underappreciated as a working class DJ. I think that DJing isn't something that is clearly separated into the different buckets of what it is in 2023. There are so many different outlets, so many different places to enjoy DJing. And I think that the technical aspect of it is confusing, but it's only made more confusing because people are admitting to not even doing anything with them. But I think that most, I would say 95% of DJs are actually mixing. They're actually blending and, and bringing things in and making it a seamless and enjoyable time. But I would say that those DJs are not the ones that people care about. The ones that people care about are the ones that they want to see for those viral moments. They want to see for the spectacle. But tell me, what do you think? What do you think is a DJ? Do you think it matters? Do you think that DJs should be mixing? Or do you think if you produce your own music that that kind of elevates you to being more of a conductor or a performer in a different light? I begin to hear your thoughts. Please comment, like, subscribe, star, wherever you are. It really helps and it really helps for people to enjoy and see what I do. This has been Derek G Speaks Volumes. See you.